The Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake. Like and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. The Barbecue Show on KTOE is brought to you by Garlic's Water. Your water has never been treated so well. Welcome to another edition of the Barbecue Show. Thanks so much for joining us. The Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake. That is Stunt. And that is Jake. We could not thank you more for uh, taking some time out of your hectic, busy weekend to uh, be a part of the, the big, big show. Stunt, how was your uh, how was your week? How was your off week? Did you enjoy yourself? This week went by pretty fast, but you know, we didn't have to shovel snow 25 times. That's probably why. That was odd, now that you mentioned it. <laughs> I don't feel tired or sore or anything. Right, it's right. kind of crazy. So. No. No, it went all right, and I was uh, pretty presently surprised with that. Uh, we didn't do much grilling outside this week, but last weekend for the football game Sunday, I I feel like I kind of was told the girl, I said, hey, we're doing this because right. I haven't barbecued in like two, three weeks here. We need to do yeah. something. So uh, I made chicken wings on the grill. Uh, we got them home, marinated them for about five hours, and then... Uh, um, I shouldn't say marinate, nice. brine them or whatever for five hours. I I, I do. I feel like what whatever. I do. I feel like what I do with my chicken wings is so weird because I don't heat up the water. Okay. I literally put cold Wait. water. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So I just literally throw some cold water in the thing and then throw a bunch of seasoning on top of it along with a little bit of sugar mm-hmm. and let them just kind of stir it around and let them just sit in the fridge like that. And then when they come out, dab them up and dry them off, then season, then. Uh, Throw a little baking powder on and then put them on the grill. Okay. That's what I do for my So you wings. brine them. I see. So you it's more of a brine, but I'm not heating the water you up. You don't boil your brine to right, start with. Right. To, to intermix the So it's not really a marinade either. No, I, I, think it, I think that's a brine. Yeah. That's just, that's a brine. I mean, because you want it to be cold anyway, and I, I don't know. I'm trying to, now, now you got me thinking, and I'm trying to think poultry here, because when it comes to poultry in my house, my wife does most of the brining stuff, and I'm trying to remember, like, what is it, what it is exactly. What's the difference? That we're trying to accomplish with that, with the boiling that brine. I think it's just to. Just Break to, down the stuff you put in it. Yeah, to intermix the flavors and yeah. the seasonings and yeah. release them and, you know. Uh, it like it's like adding a it's like adding a dab of water to a, to a whiskey. You got to release the right. aromatics and the different and things in it. Honestly, I guess I don't know. I could be doing it all wrong too in that regard, but I've always done it that way, and I've never had to complain about my wings except for the one time when the thermometer got switched over to Celsius. <laughs> and I'm like, these wings gotta be done by now. What is going on? And it turns out we uh, overcooked those wings. <laughs> That was any. In my defense, it was a uh, ten o'clock at night. Let's do this while we sit by the campfire type deal. So, anyway, uh, so I made wings this past weekend, and then I also made. Uh, Why did that feel like 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 an episode of the uh, Family Guy? There, like where you're like, except that one time when somehow the thermometer accidentally got switched to Celsius, and everything like, like you could see the whole thing play out. You like, could, I don't know right? what's taking so long. <laughs> Why won't they cook? It just made no sense. And I Poor was not about it with like trying to figure out why the thermometer was not moving hardly at all and why it was whatever. Poor stunts just standing there staring at it like, come on. <laughs> I, I got people understand. here to eat. What are we doing? Uh, what's funny, this will be even funnier in a few minutes as we continue because it'll all come full circle. <laughs> of course it trust will. Trust me. Trust me. Uh, I also made smoked queso for the game as well. Okay, so, well, that's uh, nice. Um, I mean, used chorizo pork sausage along with two cans of Rotel, fire roasted, and chipotle and then a block of Monterey Jack, a block of cheddar, 
and a block of Velveeta. And it was, uh, and a secret ingredient in that is a can of cream of mushroom. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yep. That along with some uh, barbecue seasoning, too. You can't go without that. I now have to question everything I've thought I believed in. I don't know. Try it out once. Yeah, that's I mean, for somebody who doesn't like mushrooms, I uh, put that can of cream mushroom in there for sure, and you can't. It's just, it's good. All right. really is. Correct me if I'm wrong, but as good, you know, Midwest Lutheran Minnesotans, (laughs) (laughs) we put cream of mushroom in everything? Well, we do. I just don't don't like mushrooms. I don't know how that uh, that caught me off guard. Yeah, that should (laughs) have... This is I don't like this is funny that you brought that up and this is I don't want to derail us but it wouldn't be a barbecue show if we didn't get sidetracked yeah. yeah um I, I made spaghetti for the kids the other day and for the second week in a row no mushrooms in our house cuz oh. you got to put here's the way it works you take some mushrooms and you throw them in a pan and you let them start to fry a little bit, you know, saute a little bit, even though it's just mushroom water, so it's hard. And then what you do is you get the, the hamburger in there so that your mushrooms are sautéing a little bit in the hamburger grease as you're browning your burger. And then you hit it with a lot of, uh, I go, uh, garlic salt, yep, onion powder, uh, sometimes dehydrated onions, you know, so I'm trying to imitate the McDonald's burger. Dehydrated <laughs> onions in there, and then uh, maybe a little pepper, okay? And then you brown all that up, and that, anyway... That's the only way I like mushrooms is out of a can, all slimy. I don't like the fresh ones, which is weird, right? I like all. I think all mushrooms are slimy, so I know they're not all slimy. But I just, I growing up, all we had is canned mushrooms. And I think that's what probably ruined me. So it could be. Most people think I'm nuts that I like canned mushrooms and not fresh mushrooms yeah. because I, I just do. And it's weird, but because uh, I don't know, it's just it's that fungusy thing. It's yeah. like, mm. well, you made spaghetti over the week. I guess I do attribute to that. We made a crop pot crock pot chicken with uh, salsa. You put it in the crock pot with a, with a jar of salsa. Really? And let it go. So we had to like uh, basically rip it apart and you got like chicken tacos. Okay. Or a chicken salad, a chicken taco salad or whatever. Yeah. So that's what we had this week as well. So yeah, For the, the record, I never have a taco at home. It's almost always a salad. If it's taco night at our house. Oh, you'd I rather take, just do a salad in that I case. Take the, I take the Either chips or the hard shell taco shell, and I crunch it up, and then yeah. I, and then I just put everything on top of it and eat it. Yeah, I think it's better that way. I you're agree. not, you're 100 right. We, um, she bought this new thing. It's like a wrap, but it's already made into for like a shawarma almost because okay. it's, it's already built into a wrap kind of with the bottom already filled in and stuff. So it's just like a, it's like a, a toilet paper tube, but the one end is sealed. There you go, exactly. It's made out of I'm made out of, of tortilla. Yeah, okay. and so it's pretty good. She oh, made, yeah. uh, she, I had leftovers of those because we made. A few weeks ago, shawarma wraps actually, yeah. and it was fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. So, anyway, all right. What else did you cook this right, last so, yeah, yeah, no week? Not so, for me talking um, about crockpots. Oh, oh, we did Mississippi chicken, which is a crockpot in the house, also. Okay, uh, and that's listen or not chicken. We did Mississippi chicken is delicious. But you got me confused with chicken. We did Mississippi pot roast. Okay, if you want to do an easy pot roast, you can do this. Uh, it's great in an Instapot or a crock pot. Again, it's that time of year, so uh, but it still feels like you know meat cooking. Uh, take your take your uh, roast and brown it quick. Yep, and then uh, throw it in a crock pot. Literally, just toss it from like center court. <laughs> uh, throw it in a crock pot, and then what you do is you put a stick of butter on top of it, and then you take a ranch powder. You know those little pre yep. those packets. You dump a packet of ranch powder on it, and then you dump a packet of ajou powder on it, and then uh, you take a jar of um, Pepperoncinis or uh, oh, or uh, uh, banana peppers. Pepperoncinis yes. is usually what we use, and then you dump that jar in there. The I sauce, the juice, everything in there, and then you know what you do. This is the hard part, and then you put the lid on it, and you turn it on and walk away, <laughs> and you get this zingy, spicy, 
delicious, juicy uh, pot roast that's got a little bit of hint of flavor to it. And you got the peppers are in there, so you can throw those. Now, I do like a, almost a full jar of the peppers because I like that zip. Uh, some people just put you know, eight or 10 yeah, on there, yeah. but however you want to do it. But pour a little of the juice in there, it helps. And then you take some potatoes, um, or you could do rice as well. No potatoes. And then you serve it on top <laughs> of the potatoes, and it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. It's delicious. I love it. What question? Yeah, yeah. What, oh uh, my gosh. How big a how big a roast was it when you put her? What you whatever you whatever fits in the pot roast? It was probably this big. I okay. mean, or in the crock pot? No, whatever fits whatever fits in the pot roast. <laughs> whatever fits in the uh, in, in, in the, the crock, crock pot. pot. Okay, yeah, so so like that, uh, inch and a half to you know standard okay. standard standard, standard size. Roast. Okay, yeah. I know if you had a big one or you cut it in half no, or anything. You can do whatever. It depends on how many people fits. you're feeding. Yeah, yeah. The more people, if you had if you had a really really big one, you might want to consider more butter or more stuff. You know, the key to be here is you got to be careful because with the pepperoncinis and with the ranch powder. And uh, and and the salt. You want to be careful that you don't get too much salt in there. You can so if you're using salted butter, you know you want to use an unsalted butter. You want to be careful because okay. it can get over salty. So you got to watch that. All right, I'm going to do that for game day. This it's playoff, delicious. Playoff yeah. Vikings football. Ah, maybe I'll smoke. Delicious. It's going to be a good weekend. It looks like. So maybe I'll do some on the barbecue. But we'll see. So yeah, I got to leave. Uh, I'm headed. Uh, I'm headed south, southwestish. I got to go to Colorado. I feel like Colorado's more. It's not north, but I feel like it is because you're going up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You're, it's, like, you're in the mountains. You're going elevation up. Yeah. You're going straight up, not north. Up, up. Yeah. Up, up. <laughs> Oof. I never thought I'd go up, up. There you go. <laughs> Big day for me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I did. What else did I do? Oh, I did. Uh, I did uh, fish fry on Sunday. Okay. After the games, um, and you know, I woke up Sunday morning. and I was like, I'm fired up to do some cooking on my flat top. I'm gonna get out there. And then by the time dinner time rolled around, my wife's like, We're gonna do uh, fish. I was like, I don't want to go outside. <laughs> it's cold. I'm lazy. I've been laying around most of the day doing nothing. And then I went out there, and instead of uh, I did it on the gas grill instead of the flat top. Okay. You know, my new hack for fish is I used to always use the side burner on my gas grill with a cast iron pan. Okay. Works out great. You get it there, you get nice heat. You're outside, so you don't get the stink in the house and all that good stuff. Uh, you can also use, we have up at the lake, we have a metal, uh, like the deep dish griddle, I call it. It's like a hot pan. Okay. Thing. You plug it in and you set it just oh, like a griddle. Yeah. Except it's got a tall, We that's what we do our fish in, and we do them outside up at the lake, and it works nice. Anyway. Um, so the gas grill was in front of the flat top. So instead of going back to the flat top, I just took the grates off like I do steaks on my gas grill where I take the grates and off. And put it down on the bottom. And put them on top of the flavor bars. Yep. I left the flavor, I left it like that and put my, uh, you take a aluminum, those 10 inch, um, pans, aluminum t- disposable pans you can get. Um, and you take one of those and you put it on your flat top or on your grill burner and you fill it with oil. And that's how you do your fish. Okay. Now the downside to that. Is that if it's say I don't know six degrees outside, <laughs> that pan oh. that pan is not insulated. And you know, come to think of it, right now, a good trick I wish should have done this is to use two pans or three pans to build some layers to your outside of your yeah. pan that'll Insulated help hold some heat. Um, so what happens is that you really want to. I was struggling to get my uh, grease hot enough. And uh, I said to my wife, I go, I brought in some fish and I go, I got another batch I'm trying to get ready for, but the, I'm just not getting enough flame to get hot enough to, uh, to get this cooked. And then I went out there and I realized, hey, my uh, tank is almost completely empty, so I'm not getting full flame. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to do the switch over, but still it was, it was a struggle because you had to keep the lid closed and you had to kind of get it and it didn't turn out nearly as well, but Tripling the pans would have helped a lot now that I think about it. Yeah. Uh, and you run into that problem trying to do fish outside in the winter because it's cold. Yeah. And uh, the, we talk about it all the time on the show about the challenges of doing things outdoors. 
in the winter, we don't say stop doing them, but you have to prepare for those challenges and be look for ways to overcome them. Right. And you know as well as I do, if you're ever doing anything in an oil, you know, if you're trying to fry an oil, if you don't get that good hot oil, then uh, oil gets absorbed and then it gets a little rubbery. Yeah. If, if you're not, yeah, that's 100% the way you, good way to say it. If it doesn't. If it's not a hot enough oil to fry with, it ends up just absorbing into your meat while it sits in there, and it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. it was not uh, not the best, mm. um, but it was uh, it was still good. It was still delicious. Anyway, so that was uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that was that kind of that. Uh, and now, uh, like I said, now headed to Boulder for several days. So, there you go. So back uh, a little family vacay. No. Oh. <laughs> No, no. Oh, my bad. This is a business trip. So I keep trying to tell my wife, this is a business trip, honey. Uh, this is uh, U18 curling. Oh, okay. So, yeah, spectator is what I am. I'm, I'm part dad, part coach, part driver, part spectator. So uh, all four of my oldest and her uh, three teammates, so the four of them and family members, all in the same Airbnb in uh, just north of Boulder. Well, that's kind of cool. It must be a big Airbnb. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's like six bills a person. It's crazy. Yeah. So let me ask you, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> Nobody cares that much. It's uh, anyway, so it's, yeah, really not a fun trip. It's going to be, I mean, it'll be a fun trip. It's nationals. I mean, right. this is a what little, you train for. For a little stress level. Yeah. It's yeah. a little stressful. Got to fly. You know what that's been like lately and got to, uh, you know, back and forth and it's competition. This is like, this is, this is all those hours, all that driving back and forth to Bemidji and Rice Lake and Wausau and Green Bay and Madison and Eau Claire and St. Paul every Saturday morning and all that stuff. This is this is what all culminates to. Right, you make it to the big dance, so to well, speak. So best of luck. That'll be a lot so, of fun. If you're a Gopher fan, you're probably not familiar with what I'm talking about. What this is, this the national championships. This is like for all the Tostitos. <laughs> was that a shot? <laughs> That was that was a heck of a shot. I like so, it. It was yeah, good. That's me. I take shots. I, I don't mind taking shots of gophers either. So I right. can take I can deal with it. So uh anyway, so that was last week. Enough of that. Uh thanks again for joining us at the barbecue show. Uh this weekend uh in Mankato, of course, is the Mankato Craft Beer Expo. That's right. A lot of people are into that. We uh enjoy it because we're our radio station sponsors. And um when it comes to craft beer, we think Mankato Brewery and they host Barbecue and brews. Yeah, we're always we're a part of that now. We're gonna be doing that again this next spring. I am uh, super excited for that. That's gonna be fun. We don't talk a lot of competition on this show because it's not our style style. But once we did it, prepping for the competition last year, I said uh, I can't wait for this to be over. It's my first and last attempt at competition. <laughs> and then the day of the competition, I turned in my meat, and you turned in your part of it, and we looked at each other and said, "When's the next one?" Exactly. <laughs> Let's go. Well, we're all excited about competitions, and so uh, actually, I should have said, "Well, you finish what you're saying. Go ahead." Oh, anyway, so um, so that barbecue or uh, uh, the craft beer expo is going on downtown Mankato. So we thought forty different breweries, by the way, nationwide. Yeah, that crazy. That is crazy. And there is a little known fact. A little, I think it's a rule, uh, state law in Minnesota. You can't operate a grill without a beer. Um, <laughs> which. It could be a root beer, by the way. Just yep. clarifying on that. Uh, that is allowed. But uh, so we talk. We thought we'd talk a little bit today, just a little, about uh, beer pairings. People always talk about wine pairings, but beer pairing has gotten to be a thing because of the popularity of craft beers yeah. and microbreweries and home brews and all that stuff. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about that today on the show. I like that. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, what I was going to interrupt you with is you're talking about competitions. Um, I shared a photo. I need to put it on our Facebook page, the BBQ show on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, I shared it on the stories, but not actually on a post. 
Um, we got an addition made to our barbecue prep table yeah. for the garage. We have a sticker that now says the barbecue show on it. Oh. So looking big time. We're logoed up, baby. <laughs> logoed so up. minor, but I honestly geeked out when my friend brought it over and put it on over the weekend. So That's I was awesome. pretty psyched about that. That is awesome. So we'll talk a little bit about that as the uh, barbecue show continues to roll on. Uh, let's get to feature number two on the barbecue show today, and that is our barbecue show tip of the week. week. Here we are, and it actually ties right into everything we're talking about. It is one of those uh, uh, gone, uh, not gone, forgotten, but uh, non-talked about, but yet pretty much a rule about drinking a beer while grilling. <laughs> yes. But it's something you talked about early in, our, early in our barbecue show days, we discussed this. Just because it has a bottle opener doesn't mean you have uh, to buy it. <laughs> That's a rule right there. Simple as easy. Uh, It's so funny because we talk about how everything has a bar. Every device has a bottle opener on it now. And sometimes like, oh, that's that's useful. Like my my, um, uh, Blackstone has a bottle opener on it. Right. Um, Some of the new other uh, grills, pellet grills have bottle openers on it. But not everybody's drinking bottles, and if they are, they probably have a bottle opener anyway. Right. Let's take a. Uh, let's. T- we've said this before on the show. Let's take a, the. Let's take a bottle of beer that's cold, and let's put the device we're going to use to open it next to the hottest thing on the patio, <laughs> right here next to the fire. There, there you go. go. That's perfect. I just. It's just one of those things that they they put on there. Like, look at this will man it up, and it's like, no, we don't need that. Yeah. I'd rather have any other, almost any other, uh, device or little 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 extra trinket to make right. it more of a cool grill or something. I don't know. If you're a follower, I'm a big follower of uh, Elton Brown. I like him. And he one of the things he complains about the most is what he calls a unitasker. There's no place in your kitchen for unitaskers. And that is a device that can only do one task because it doesn't make sense. So when it comes to grilling, however, there are certain things you don't need to take and try to turn it into a multitasker. <laughs> right. If, you're, if your spatula has a hole in it or a hook on the back to open a bottle of beer with, that's probably just overkill. Yeah. You know, I mean, yep. it, just, it just isn't what it is. There's one on my grill. I use it as a hook to hang a, <laughs> a, my grill cleaner, the grate cleaner. Yep. It hangs from there. So uh, I'd rather have more hooks on the grill than I would another bottle opener. Exactly. I agree. So. Don't need that. So there you go. Know. That's, that's a good tip of the week. That's a good tip of the week. Be careful of that. Too many gadgets probably doesn't work. So uh, Beer Expo in town, the Mankato Craft Beer Expo. In town, we'll talk a little bit about that and some beer pairings. Is it possible? Yeah, there are some things that make sense. Uh, we're not what you call experts on it, but it is kind of a fun little topic to broach this time of year. We'll do that when the barbecue show continues. The barbecue show tip of the week brought to you by Schmidt's Meat Market, downtown Nicolette. and a grill the barbecue show with stunt and jake welcome back to the barbecue show thanks for joining us today stunt and jake that's stunt and that's jake we're talking today the uh, mankato craft beer expo is in town at the mayo clinic health system event center we thought it'd be fun to talk a little bit about uh pairing beers with things that you grill and different foods because i mean just like with a good wine there's certain you know like white wine goes better with fish and pasta mm-hmm. red wine goes better with you know red meats and uh especially like a good cabernet is always popular with going with uh, things that you grill for example smoked and grilled meats always go better with a with a yeah, heavier nice. richer wine okay um that's just uh it, it helps complement the flavors right beer, beer can do the same thing uh you know the first thing i think when people think about pairing a beer uh with food they think pretzel 
right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they do. True. I mean, that's true. But uh, but you can pair it a lot of different ways, especially if you're getting fancy with your grilling and fancy with your beers. And and uh, and why not uh, have some fun with it? Like you mentioned earlier in the show, I mean, this is really taking off more because of the craft beer craze. Right. Because otherwise, I mean, before that, what'd you have? A light, a dark, and an IPA? And there's a, a few other options, obviously. But obviously, not much, not much anything better than an ice-cold beer with a smoky barbecue flavor that you've been cooking outside all day, hot or cold. Right. As long as you keep the beer from freezing in the winter, you're going to be good to go. So here's some of the pairings that I've kind of just learned a little bit about as I get to be the beer guy in the summer as well. I kind of get okay. to know a little bit more about these things, but do a little bit more research on how you pair things from the okay. heaviness of beer and the food, lighter foods, pairing with which different right, uh, right. lighter beers. So chicken, seafood, kind of clump those together. Uh, we'll say they're the lighter meats in right, the most right. part, right? This would be so, what you'd pair a white wine with typically. Right. And so. in this case, also a lighter beer, like a light lager. Uh, those go really well with barbecue foods that are lighter in the world of uh, chicken and, sea- and seafood. Right, right. That, makes, so, well, that actually makes sense. Yeah. Um, hey, you kind of make sense over there. That's pretty good. <laughs> Some of those lagers <laughs> sometimes have, you know... Um, Kind of a fruit hop in them, too. Okay. So you can ha- kind of have those pair. Um, I'm trying to think of one of those. At the, you mentioned the Mancure Brewery earlier in the show, yeah. too. They have something that's been a fruit-flavored infused lager, I feel like. Uh, Pilsners. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, isn't a, uh, a, a caper considered a fruit, or is that considered a flower? The little green thing you oh, put man, on is fish. That, is that a flower? Caper beer would be pretty bad, though, wouldn't it? I would I would, would have myself go for it, but you can always try it. I think I'll pass. You go ahead. I'm sorry. You were saying no. That's that. all right. There's just there's a list of different beers you can try in that regard. Now let's go over to pork though. When you're cooking chops, shoulder or ribs, pork's going to be considered a medium heaviness meat. So with more fat and a bolder flavor, obviously when you get the pork, uh, you can slightly increase the heaviness of your beer as well. Mm. So uh, IPA is going to be a good start to this, right? Okay. A lager. That has um, not as a bitter flavor to it, uh, even if it's an Indian pale lager, okay. you know, in that regards, or Indian, India pale lager. I never me. think of an IPL. It's funny yeah. because I feel like not a lot of people do, and nobody refers to them. It's IPAs. Everything's in, everything's yeah, IPA. It's the ales. Yeah. But the, there is IPLs out there. That. Yeah, that's interesting. And a matter of fact, huh. they, they say that they will pair really well with pork because of their uh, IPL has more of a toasty, sweet malt. Profile. Okay, that makes sense. And so that's how you can kind of look at that. Because your ale is always going to be a little sharper, where your lager is going to have a little smoother. That's what. That's why lagers are so popular, especially in America, because they're very, they're very easy, they're very smooth, they're very taste great, less filling, mm-hmm. that whole thing. You know? uh, off topic, but on topic. I love the television show, The Food That Built America. Right, right. I've talked about it numerous times before. There is an episode where they talk about the American lager being created and how it was almost it was done on purpose, but almost by mistake because they're trying to figure out a way to make it happen where they didn't have for refrigeration purposes sure. and everything else. And honestly, a great episode is to watch that because it would have been the, um, oh, who was it? Schlitz and um, ba- Paps Blue Ribbons are going head to head with each other, I believe. Right, right. And that's who that's how that kind of got created. So that's incredible awesome. story. It is fun to, um, to track that stuff. It, it really is. Yeah. Uh, German lager, by the way, on the pork side of things. And if you have a porter, Think about using that with your uh, uh, your pork meal as well. Ooh, yeah. yeah. It's a, oh. more of a medium-bodied beer. Right, right. That's uh, a little it different. technically won't overpower your meat, but it'll match well with par- barbecued pork. And remember, pork is no longer the other white meat. 
It's that's right. We had a, we did a pork episode a few uh, months ago. You can look back and uh, and listen to that, and uh, you'll understand why. That you know, yeah, exactly. You understand where that comes from. Uh, let's go over to brisket and beef ribs, um, yeah. lamb even. Let's. Um, they can't. If you talk lamb, I feel you're talking a little bit more gamier meats too. But these Correct. are heavier meats though, no matter what. So yeah, bold flavors. And in general, you're going to want to probably pair this with a bolder beer, maybe something hoppy, so with more malt sure, to hold sure, up sure. as well, again, the pairing. So, again, going back to the IPAs, even a Belgian-type style beer or a stout beer will pair really well with a beef brisket. A stout, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and, again, uh, and using the similar uh, method, if you will, of uh, a heavy, full-body, flavorful wine to a full-body, heavier meat, like a red meat, a grilled meat, a smoked meat. And then when you're lighter stuff with your fish and your chicken, your poultries, then you're going to go to the light, uh, the light, the light wine, the white mm-hmm. wine. So you want to keep it a little lighter, too. So same, same concept with beer. It absolutely is. And when you wrap it all up together, it's something we talk about all the time. Experiment and have fun. Barbecue show is filmed before a live studio audience. The BBQ show. Like and follow us on Instagram and Facebook.